assemble a team that will make you proud. I can promise you this. We're going to have players that will compete, that will compete every day, that will compete to be the best that they can be. They're going to be great teammates. That's some bad mo for you. Welcome to the Go Podcast. We are back, an emergency podcast because the 49ers did something that Woo-hoo! I felt they would do. I had heard they would do, but I didn't believe that they would do it. But they actually did it. What a day, Fernando. Friday is beautiful. It's beautiful yes. sunny here in Texas. Sun's out, guns out. And the Niners, you know, put their dick on the table and said, look, we're going to get a quarterback at three. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What a day, man. I was so jacked up again. It was beautiful out here, a little windy, but at the end of the day, seeing my phone light up and hearing the news about the move to number three uh, with the dolphins just absolutely set off the weekend. Right. I've got my beer and whiskey here with me right now. I'm still <laughs> celebrating. I'm jacked up, man. I'm really fired up about it. Yeah. This is the fourth and gold podcast. I'm Javi. That is Fernando. Um, the 49ers made a a trade that a lot of folks speculated about. If you were paying attention, folks like myself, John Middlecoff, Guy Haberman, and a few others were considering the Niners would actually be willing to move up to three, regardless of what Twitter will tell you. There are other things that happen behind the scenes, and the Niners were very, very active, which Adam Schefter also admitted to that the Niners have been trying to do this for several weeks, and they finally did it. So, Kudos to them for doing that. So what did the Niners do? They went from pick 12 to pick three. How did they get there? They gave up this year's first, but I don't really count that as a giving it up because you're swapping. You swap first round picks in 2021. Exactly. You send off pick uh, first round pick in 2022. A third round comp pick, the pick you got for this Robert Salahire in New York to Miami. And then you add in one more third rounder in 20, I'm sorry, one more first rounder in 2023 in all it really is three picks two first and a third rounder to move up nine spots to potentially get your quarterback of the future um yes i had speculated about it quite a bit on twitter i had spoke to people privately about it i've spoken to you about it fernando for months that this was Mm -hmm. a possibility and they finally did it what do you think of the trade well, first of all, I want to give you some props bowing down to you right now because you have been talking about this for quite some time, the possibilities of a move like this. And here we go. I'm even sure you you even threw out dates and we're pretty damn close, maybe a week or so from uh, your your initial predictions of when this wall might go down. But, man, I mean, I mean, like you said, for Kyle now, and this is what he's wanted and and we've all known it. He had been very noncommittal with the whole Jimmy thing. He's, you mm-hmm. know, didn't speak very highly, uh, but you could tell that he wanted to get his guy. He wanted his guy, the guy that he looked at, that he wanted. Uh, he wanted to pull those strings and make it happen. And here it is. 
Now we've gotten the opportunity. Kyle's going to have a chance to go out there and pick his guy that's going to set off, who knows, a, a chain of events that hopefully blows open a window for the 49ers to go out there and compete for Super Bowls for the next four or five years. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I don't even think this is a lot to move up. Um, <clears throat> you know, you're giving up two first-round picks, a, a comp third that you weren't going to get until the new rule happened um, for you getting yeah. third-round picks for a minority hire. So you're really just giving up two first-rounders to move up nine spots to get a quarterback of the future. And if you hit on this quarterback, no one's going to miss those first-round picks because you're hoping that those first-round picks are – 25 26 28 29 30 or even 32 um you know you're picking super late in the first round so it doesn't even matter um it's not going to hurt your future of the team because the Niners have set themselves up they we talked about it on the last podcast they freed up a whole bunch of money with a D Ford reconstruct restructure they freed right. up money with the Richburg restructure and now they have the ability to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo and free up about 25 million dollars in cap space that they can either use this year to re-sign a Fred Warner oh. or they can hold on to it and roll that money over into 2022 and completely build this roster out with some high, some high value free agents or That's right. you pay a guy like Mike McGlinchey, you pay your Fred Warners and you also look at pros- probably getting a jump on the Nick Bosa contract right then and there and you have the money a quarterback in the first round or a pick three year one's only going to cost you six million dollars so you're saving yourself 19 million dollars right off the bat with a switch at quarterback and i don't care what anyone's saying the niners are moving off jimmy garoppolo they they can trade him tonight they can trade him tomorrow they can trade him draft day jimmy garoppolo will not be on this team week one i'm saying that now on march 26 that it is over Thank you, Jimmy Garoppolo, for the, for the time you've been here. You know, you helped you, you know, for all the shit I give Jimmy Garoppolo, he is part of why the Niners kind of got back to being relevant. Yes, he helped them get to a Super Bowl. He kind of sparked the fan base again when his first pass, the touchdown against Seattle. But when you miss almost 70% of your games, it's time to move on. You have three losing Absolutely. seasons in four years. It is time to move. And the Niners said, fuck it, let's do it. Let's rip this Band-Aid off. Let's do it. You know, Kyle is watching Sean McVay rip off his Band-Aid in L.A. with Jared Goff and, you know, puts his nuts on the table and say, look, I'm going to get Matt Stafford. I'm going to open this window for two years in L.A. Kyle Shannon's like, I'm going to one-up you. I'm going to get younger, cheaper, and probably better and own this division for the next 10 years while Seattle is struggling with their quarterback decisions. Arizona, we know about Cliff Kingsbury. And now L.A. probably has a two-year window. Kyle Shanahan is setting up this franchise to potentially go on a dynasty type of run. As long as they can at least get one Super Bowl out of this, it is a massive win. Absolutely. And you, uh, in all honesty, you can't be scared to make these kind of moves if your guy's there. And we talked about it last time. They've set themselves up. They gave them the flexibility. They've armed themselves to be able to go up, move up in the draft. If they wanted to move back, they could do that if they needed to stand pat. But we've talked about this before. All signs pointed to the 49ers doing everything they could to get better at the quarterback position. And look, Jimmy Garoppolo, like you said, when he was out on the field, we won more times than we lost when he was playing. Unfortunately, he didn't play as much as you would want a quarterback making that kind of money um, to play. And at the end of the day, the 49ers needed to make a business decision. 
And I am thrilled. I am ecstatic because like you said, financially what this does for the team, mm-hmm. they can go all in, they can spend and spend knowing that they've got this quarterback on a budget, so to speak for the next few years. And in general, we're going to be adding regardless of who the quarterback ends up being, it's going to be an individual that's going to be able to make all the throws Jimmy can make and add some athleticism and really put a little bit of fear into some of these defenses. And with a guy like Kyle Shanahan proven to be able to do with lesser talent over the course of his career at the quarterback position, I am thrilled to see him actually grab his guy and watch him put on that 49er uniform and go out there and ball for us. And I do want to thank Jimmy Garoppolo for, for again, getting us back on the map with Kyle and taking care and executing to a, a pretty high level. But I think as a, as a 49er fans, us in, individually, you know, you and myself, we're ready to, to move on. We're ready to move on. I think it's best for both parties. And let's go. Yeah. And, you know, I like that you brought it up. Kyle's gotten, Kyle's gotten quite a bit out of lesser talent. You know, C.J. Beathard, God help him. God love him. Um, <laughs> Nick Mullins, you know, at one point there was a conversation where could he take over Jimmy Garoppolo's job? Um, mm-hmm. Kyle got Kyle has maximized all Hoyer? three of these. Yeah, Hoyer. He's on, maximized yeah. all these quarterbacks who have come through San Francisco while he's been here. And Jimmy happens to be the best of the of the group, and that's fine. Um, but if I'm if I can get if I can get wins out of Nick Mullins, why can't I get wins out of Justin Fields day one? Why can't I get wins out of Trey Lance day one? Um, anyone go back to that Arizona game where CJ Beathard beat Arizona? He didn't throw the ball. He didn't throw anything over six yards in the air. Like that is scheme and Kyle getting guys wide open. Um, now with Kyle, this is what I've been speaking about on the pod for months. Kyle is looking for a guy that is an extension of him on the field. He doesn't want to have to hold your hand and say, "Hey, look, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you pick a side pre-snap, you know, left or right, make a decision." No, I want you to make some. You know, if my play call is wrong, help me, help me out here, bail me out a little bit more. You got yeah. Brandon Ayuk, you got George Kittle, you got Debo Samuel. You have a running game. Your offensive line, you just kind of fixed it. Um, we still have questions at right tackle, but for the most part, this is a good enough offensive line for a rookie quarterback to sit there and learn and process. And then you're also adding the mobility factor of a, of a young guy like a Fields or a Trey Lance. I'm not tying myself to Fields or Lance or anybody, but I, I am I am 90% confident it's going to be Justin Fields at pick three. And I am all aboard that train. Um, it, it's time. You know, we, we watched – Kyle Shanahan has watched his team get his ass kicked by Russell Wilson twice a year. Kyler Murray has done major damage to his teams twice a year. He watched Josh Allen absolutely light up his defense that came into that game playing very, very well. Sometimes elite quarterback play is better than elite defensive play. It just, it just is what it is. And if you can add a quarterback who can help your defense not be on the field so much, mm-hmm. uh, and you can help your offense just not sputter out on easy third down completions or just – easy third and shorts where Kyle has to make a weird decision of do I pass or do I throw when I have a playmaker behind center that can either run it himself. You can trust him to throw the ball down the field. You can trust him to make some, you know, tighter, tighter window throws. Um, It's time. And I'm happy Kyle and John did it. They pulled the plug on all this. Um, You know, again, thanks to Jimmy, but it was time. And I, I've been saying it since September 23rd that it was time. It was over. Um, yeah. And I, I expected this to happen, you know, March 17th, the trade. 
because that's what I that's what I had heard. But what's what's nine days, Fernando? What's ten days? You know what I mean? That's accurate as shit, Javi. I'm not I'm I'm again I'm tipping my hat to you. I mean, you've been saying it, you've been talking about it for a bit. And scared money don't make money. And I, I say that all that's one of my favorite things to say. And the 49ers went ahead and pulled the trigger and gave up those assets, those picks. And I don't think they're going to regret it. And again, like you said, if we go out there and we get over that hump and we're healthy and we get back to a Super Bowl and this time we close the deal, then no one can say a word about the decisions uh, that they've made to go ahead and move up to grab a quarterback. And also, if your guy is there, which obviously that guy is there, you've got to do what you need to do to get it done because in this league, you need the quarterback position. And we've seen it. The teams that are going out there and making a ton of moves, the exception of Tom Brady, those guys are on rookie-type contracts, inexpensive quarterback contracts, because the second they get paid, now you got to make some really, really tough decisions. And the timing of this couldn't be better with guys like Fred Warner, the guys that we need to pay, the Bosa's coming down the line. So to be able to have a quarterback um, where we're paying him that type of salary for a, you know, a top five pick here in the first round to be able to pay that kind of salary and be able to free up the money more than enough money, be able to take care of the guys that we need to take care of. That's when you're talking about dynasty and opening a window of Super Bowl, um, you know, contending type of football. And that's what they did. And I, and I love the free agent signings when we talked about it and now making a move like this shows that they're all in. It's time to time to get right, time to move on from the quarterback position, the the situation that we were in with Jimmy and his injury plagues throughout the course of his tenure here with the 49ers. And it's time to move on. Let's get younger. Let's get more athletic. Let's free up some cap space, assign some of these young studs that are coming up on their big contracts. And let's go out there and win some fucking football games. And I am jacked up about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, it now it comes down to who do they take at three? You know, I think this is where you and I kind of differ, but I think neither one of us would be upset about the situation. I'm all team Justin Fields, and I think from our conversation earlier, you do like Trey Lance, and I, I, I'm not opposed to either guy. Yeah, but if I had Look, to pick, I'm going Justin. And and in all honesty, with you, I mean everything and everything points to Justin. I I just I don't know what it is about Trey Lance. I mean, uh, I am a fan. I know he's a little younger, but. Um, and he might be a guy that might need another year or two. And, and maybe Justin's ready to step right in there and, and take care of business. Either way, I'm not going to be mad. Uh, I just – something about Trey Lance. And I could be completely wrong. The quarterback – watching the college college quarterbacks, you know, I get, I get a little spooked when I start watching film on them because sometimes these teams look so good and these guys are throwing to – such open wide receivers, depending on the offense that they're running. I, the quarterback position for me, from a scouting, I, I get a little, I get a little nervous because the the film looks incredible for both of these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't can't go wrong in my opinion, which way you decide to go. But I think, I think, I think you're going to get what you want. I think we're going to get Justin Fields, and I don't think for one second we're going to be upset about it. No, absolutely not. I don't. I don't foresee them being upset about it at all. I, I'm all in on Justin Fields. And I, I think, um, you know, the, the best part about it is I, I, it's just, it just, I'm just excited about it all. And, and having guys like Bosa and Fred Warner, who will probably be able to be extended, they're going to be here long term. Everything lines up a certain way. 
you know, my biggest thing, part of all this is, you know, it, the Niners, they, they parse their words a certain way. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy is our guy. We're going to look to upgrade. We we expect him to be here next year. Like they never committed to him, and you know some fans couldn't get off the fact that you know well Kyle and John said he's our guy. Listen, this is the NFL. The, the, the NFL is all about transactions, and players are viewed as assets, and that's exactly how fans should, probably, fans should probably look at it that way too. I learned my I learned the lesson the hard way after the bulky era. Frank Gore walks away. Patrick Willis walks away. Yeah, you know, that was a sad, sad time for me to Boy, realize. Like, okay, this is really just a business, and you know, some guys are loyal to teams, and but play coaches and stuff like coaches and franchises aren't that loyal. They, you know, they're gonna go. They're looking out. They're looking out for themselves and their win loss record. And I'm, I'm sure Kyle is tired of losing. Kyle is tired of tired of being frustrated on the sidelines. You know, when when guys like Steve Young and Joe Montana come out and say, "Look, it, Jimmy's not the guy," they're going to look to move on. You know, it's, it's time to take those things seriously. Matt Mayoko went from. Uh, Jimmy is, he's the guy and then he's not the guy. And now he is the guy. And then now he changes his mind and says, well, now he's not the guy. Yeah. Because the writing was on the wall. When you start shopping for Tom Brady, after you, after your guy took you to a Super Bowl, that should, that should raise some, you know, your antennas and a red flag. Okay. What's going on here? Why, why are they looking? Then you hear about Sam Darnold. You hear about Matt Stafford. You hear about, uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, Teddy, every quarterback on the market is tied to the 49ers. Why? Whether the Niners are doing their due diligence or not, the Niners are looking to move off Jimmy Garoppolo and they're looking, they, they finally found their way to do it. And this is what they did. And I think it's the right decision, you know, to do it in the draft, to get a cost controlled contract, to just retool this roster in the next two to three years as well, because it's getting a little bit older. You know, Tart's 30, Jimmy Ward will be 31, Jason Red is 30. Like these one year contract guys are going to be kind of swapped out too. And the sure. best part about all this is the Niners went from nine picks this morning to nine picks this evening. They didn't lose any picks this year outside of actually none. They didn't lose any picks this this year. <laughs> they still pick at 43. They still pick at 103. They still pick at 117. Uh, right. They didn't lose anything that would be. Super concerning for me. Like, hey, had they had given up 43, I might have been a little bit irritated about it, but they didn't. So now you pick it 3, 43, 103. You can still maneuver with the ammo that you have. That's right. You know, they got 73 guys on under contract right now. I would expect five contributors out of this draft class. And most of those five would probably be your first five picks. Those guys should be contributors this year. And, you know, I, I'm excited for the draft. I haven't been this excited for the draft since no. uh, 2017 when, when Kyle been. took over. It might have been. Because I wanted Watson. I wanted Watson. I think you wanted Watson. We both wanted Watson or Jamal yeah. Adams. Yeah, I did. I did like Jamal Adams a lot in that draft. And I agree with you 100%. Any individual who is reading something on Twitter or an article and hearing the organization say, you know, Jimmy is our guy and this, that, and the other – what are they supposed to say? I mean, this is a business. And like you said, these are assets. Yes, they're human beings. Yes, you know, there's something to be said about doing right by somebody. But I think we've all been there in our work environments with our managers making decisions that's best for themselves and the company. And even if that means we got to go, right? If that means we have to get laid off because it'll do, it'll be better for the company. I mean, these businesses make those decisions, the hard decisions, 
for the better of their their organization, that company. And the same thing's going to be said with these NFL teams. They're going to say what they need to to not lower the value of any of their assets, especially while they're in the works of trying to make a move happen. If they're out there saying, look, we're not really sure about Jimmy. I, you know, we're going to be looking for every other opportunity to move on from this guy. Um, we just want to be honest that we're, we're really not sold on him at all whatsoever. Well, how do you think that's going to play out when they get on a phone and start trying to haggle with other, you know, other general managers and other organizations? You know, what kind of value are you presenting for this player? They have to say those types of things, no matter what they feel on the inside, because the second they lose leverage, they can't get the most possible, the most back in return for this asset. Mm-hmm. So they got to stay in that in-between where, you know what, it does spark some conversation and and podcasters and articles like, oh, maybe they're looking to move on from them. Those types of work, those are set up perfectly to have people like you and I talk about, well, they don't seem really hot on Jimmy, but they didn't say that. Think always go back and say, no, we didn't say we said he was our guy. But Everything pointed to they're looking at every other opportunity possible. All like you said, the writing was on the wall the entire time, and they made a very, very smart business move, in my opinion. And then also they went about this the right way. And they've shown since John Lynch and Kyle have, have been a part of this organization, they're tight lipped. I mean, they're they're not leaking too much. And the things that do get leaked, it's leaked for a reason. And they went about this. And I, I, like you said, I'd expect um, Jimmy to be the next move, you know, moving forward while they try and figure out what they can recoup, you know, from him at the end of the day. And, uh, and hopefully it's I, and I think we'll be able to get something decent. I, I don't know if that's a third or, or what, uh, you know, what type of pick and what for Jimmy, but it, it's time. It's time to make that move. And they said all the right things to, uh, I think, keep his value where it is. And it makes sense from his own personal value in a trade. It makes more sense to move him now than than maybe next year. Yeah, and you know, um, I I expected it to happen. You know, I was, I was hopeful. You know, but now I was still in shock that they did it. You know, I was just like, man, John, Kyle, put on your big boy pants and make this happen. But I wanted to put this into perspective. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks they traded two first rounders and a third rounder for a starting safety. They traded two first rounders and a third rounder for a starting safety. For a starting safety. Or or glorified linebacker. However you want to uh, however you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, Adams. more linebacker. Yeah. So I don't I don't really want to hear that the Niners overpaid for this pick when Seattle just did that with a guy that they're gonna have to pay crazy amount of money who doesn't have any career interceptions. It's yeah. It's yeah. Niners okay, are, you, they did <laughs> not they did not sell the farm to move up. And when, anyone that thinks they sold the farm to move up is at, they're out of their mind. Like you said, we didn't lose a first round. Uh, you know, we have a first round pick this year, and yes, we're giving up some some first round picks in the future. But we swap first. We're giving up a first for the next two years. Uh, you know, that's what we did. What do you think it costs to go out there and get a quarterback in the top five of an NFL draft? I think. This was an awesome deal. And Miami doing awesome work with their draft picks and their assets, maneuvering things. Miami's doing a great – I mean, this is a win-win all around. This yeah. is a win-win for both. Yeah, when trades are always best when they work out for both both parties. And I, I think 
um, you know, I had said this trade might have to hurt the Niners. And I don't I don't think the Niners feel like this hurt them. I think this is like, all right, we did it. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna go out on our sword, and this is how it's gonna work out for us. And I'm I'm just super hyped about it. So um Justin Fields, Trey Lance, whoever it might be, I have no no feeling that it'll be Mac Jones because we just watched. God damn it. Don't, don't <laughs> even not. mess with If it's Mac Jones, I swear <laughs> to God. Listen, you don't, you don't trade be. all that be. for, yeah, can't you don't be. trade all that for Mac Jones. And you just watched Sean McVay boot, kick out uh, Jared Goff <laughs> for Matthew Stafford. Right? So why would Kyle Shanahan go with a quarterback who is similar in play like Jared Goff? Exactly. McVay and Kyle are very similar in how they want to call plays. McVay and Kyle are very similar how they want to stretch the field and move the pocket a little bit. Matthew Stafford, for you know whatever he is, he can still move a little. He's much better in the pocket than Jared Goff is, and he's also a little bit more mobile outside the pocket than Jared Goff is. Whereas now Justin Fields, he's probably going to run a four four or four three nine, like he put on his uh, Instagram the other day. Kyle's looking for some guy that makes some playmaking ability. It's going to be Fields or Lance, and I am all the way here for it. It's going to be an exciting offseason. Um, now, really, what the question is, what do they do with those other picks they have? Nine and four and nine, I'm sorry, 43 and um, 103. Those going to be very interesting. Do they take an edge rusher? Yeah. Do they take a corner? They have all the flexibility in the world to do that. Um, it's, man, I'm hype, bro. I don't even know what to do. I just, I'm just like, what I just want to know what jersey number he's gonna wear. Is it gonna be five? Is it gonna be seven? Oh, I, I know you're already one? got you're ready to get in that that 49er.com, order your jersey. You're ready to go. <laughs> I know you, you're already you probably got that thing saved. You're ready the second the second they draft them to figure it out. And this move made me want to buy that ugly draft hat. This that's what like yeah, that's what this move made me want to do today. <laughs> was go out there and buy that ugly ass draft hat. Like that's how hyped I was. And I don't care who it is. You know, I'm, I, I'm continuing right now to watch some Justin Fields film um, and I'll continue to do it for Trey. But um, look, these guys are going to bring an element to this offense, either one of them. And even if it's not that, I'd imagine it'd be some type of mobile quarterback. And either one of these guys are going to bring a dimension to this offense that we haven't had in a bit since probably Colin. And and these guys, you know, from uh, 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 the, all the different kind of balls that they can throw, I mean, they can they can get it done, and they're going to be able to hit the easy passes, and then they're going to be able to make some really special throws. And I think that's that's the big thing that I'm the most excited about is one, what the what we've done from a financial standpoint, but then two, the idea of getting this young quarterback who can throw the ball all over the field, make the easy plays because Kyle's going to draw up plays that are these easy first downs, these easy five, six, seven yards, and let these guys go out there, these yak monsters and break some tackles and turn five into 15, you know, 15, 20. And these guys are going to hit all those throws. And then every once in a while, when, when Kyle runs that with the, with the read option and whatever you, we've got, we're going to be able to take some, some real nice, deep deep ball types of throws and these guys are going to be able to make special things happen i am super jacked up about it and uh also when i brought up miami can you just think of you know the the whole laramie tunzel situation because really this is all part of all these first round picks that they're getting 
Um, and this dude was the dude with the <laughs> with with the weed mask and the Confederate was I don't even know what kind of flag it was in the back. I just just remember that draft night or you know, and just being like, oh my God, what did they get themselves into? And that that man turned into at least three first round picks for these guys. Like it's amazing. I'm happy for them. I'm more happy for us because the future is now and we're going to get finally Kyle's guy, the fucking Kyle Shanahan, the wizard is going to go out there and have his guy finally. And I I am so excited to see what that looks like. Yeah. And it's his guy and that we can probably put all the narratives to bed that he can't, can't, he can't um, evaluate a quarterback. He can't, you know, mold a quarterback. I think we're going to see that all in the next two, three, four years that, you know, they probably got this right. And I'm I'm going to go on a limb. They're, they're probably going to get this right. I have no doubts in my mind Justin Fields is the right guy for this system, for this offense. He's, he's a little bit raw. He's going to need some time. And I don't expect a Super Bowl in 2021. I expect a playoff run. I don't expect them to make the Super Bowl. I expect them to, you know, take their lumps. He's gonna, they're gonna happen. Um, with a guy, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't get that much of a pass. He's been in the league six, seven years now. He's been mm-hmm. injured too much. Those things don't happen for a guy like that. And we, and he got paid, so those things don't happen. But when you're a rookie, you get a little bit more of a leash and leeway with the fan base and and someone like myself. But look, uh, if if Kyle can, and maybe I'm wrong, and someone can fact check me because I I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm. I've had a few beers. It's it's been a celebratory day for me with this whole news. So maybe I'm wrong. But if Kyle could turn Brian Hoyer, and I think it was in the Cleveland Brown days, into a Pro Bowl, did Brian Hoyer ever make a Pro Bowl? And if so, was Kyle an offensive coordinator or something to do, or, or, or at least Kyle had something to do with that? And, and look, we had Brian as a Niner, but – I mean, Brian Hoyer, at one point, Kyle made him look like a pretty decent quarterback. And if he could do that with that, I mean, Justin Fields, Traylon, whoever it is, I mean, is going to give you a shit ton more uh, upside than a Brian Hoyer. No offense to Brian Hoyer, by the (laughs) way, but I'm just saying. I I could be wrong. I don't know with 100% certainty if he made a Pro Bowl with – with Kyle, you know, working no, with an but organization. They, but, but during that time, Kyle had the Browns humming. They're winning quite a few games. That's what I, I just, I, I don't know good. what it is, Hoyer, but, but if you Hoyer, could, I'm pulling it up right now. Let's make it. I mean, look, I'm, I'll drink this whole beer. If I'm, if I'm wrong, I'll shotgun it. I don't know. I'll shotgun a beer for you, Javi, when we're done with this. But. Yeah. So Brian Hoyer um, in 2014, you know, he threw for 3,300 yards. Like Brian Hoyer, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. imagine what he could do with a Justin Fields. If he could do that with Brian Hoyer, oh, look, I, I mean, look I what he, I don't look know what, what to did. tell you, man. I don't. I think look we're you. in a really good spot because even if you know Kyle's margin for error is a lot larger than a lot of other coaches because of what he has shown that he is more than capable of doing with quarterbacks. So I'm not worried if he likes his guy. I'm all about it because I've seen I've seen what he's done with a guy like Brian Hoyer. So yeah, I um, I mean, just look at Nick Mullins twenty twenty two hundred yards, twenty four hundred yards. Um, obviously, we all know Mullins had a turnover problem, but 
you know, 25 touchdowns and 22 interceptions from a guy who's undrafted free agent who mm-hmm. really is what he's maybe six foot, maybe 200 pounds. Kid had a lot of limitations and Kyle was making the offense go. They won a few games with him, you know, overall, you know, they won five games with Nick Mullins as a quarterback. Like, yeah. Nick might be one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. He won five games. <laughs> um, and that's not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it's just like, if Kyle can get that kind of production from Nick and CJ, and he, you saw what mid-average level talent gets you with Jimmy, and you saw what top end is with Matt Ryan, can you imagine what he's going to get maybe out of a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance who have a lot more tools and all those guys? Um, I'm excited, man. And I, I think, I think Justin's a smart kid. Trey Lance is a smart kid. I think they're going to be just fine going forward. I don't think anything that the 49ers ran the last two seasons, one of these rookies could not run. Um, a lot of this stuff is Kyle Shanahan playbook light, you know, yeah. it's, it's oh like my gosh, diet, yeah. it's the diet version of it. I don't want to hear all <laughs> well, Atlanta had Julio Jones. No, Brandon Ayuk is running down the field wide open and none of our quarterbacks either could reach him, wanted to reach him or saw him wide open because they don't process, they don't throw the ball well downfield, or they're just too scared to do that because they're worried about interceptions. So going forward, I would love, I'm looking forward to the fields and IU connection for some 60 yard touchdowns, some humongous gains, explosive plays, weird stat, by the way, Fern 2020, yeah. the 49ers had the fifth most explosive pass plays in the NFL. That is with Nick Mullen, CJ Beathard and Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback. The fifth most explosive plays. That is all Kyle Shanahan. I could, I fully expect a rookie to come in and start week one. I'm not expecting a Super Bowl, but I'm expecting at the very least the playoffs. Listen, the NFL and all of the teams, especially in the NFC, should be pissing their pants because all of them know how talented this team is on both sides of the ball. And now... Kyle's going to get his guy. So now there is no, oh, well, you know, hey, well, that offense, that offense isn't going to be humming the way we want to because that quarterback position is is going to be the thing that holds them back. Kyle's going to get his guy, and he's going to work with that guy. And with all of those weapons and with our defense, we're going to go out there, and I've said it since for for a while now, as long as we are healthy, the NFC should watch out Correct. because they we are coming. And if we don't have this godforsaken, every human being that has talent on our team was on the IR. And but like if we are relatively healthy and I don't need us to be perfectly healthy, but if our if our big time players are healthy, watch out. Because it shouldn't surprise everybody if we're right back there in an MC championship game with one, you know, with in the fourth quarter up trying to hold off a team or coming back to get ourselves to a Super Bowl. Because we should be right there if we are healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. Um, but yeah, let's get out of here. I'm going to go drink a beer. I haven't had anything. I haven't had any alcoholic beverages in like four weeks because I'm. I need you to, to watch catch my up. Figure. But this is Come a celebration. On, baby, don't worry about that. Catch night. up. Let's go. Um, Salute, brother. Salute. Let's go. Um, but the Niners made a big, big, big play going into this offseason. We have uh, Larry Kruger joining us of KMBR next week to review 
all of the doings of what's going on in San Francisco yes. with the 49ers. We'll have him next week. Um, but as always, I'm Javi. That is Fernando. Catch me on Twitter at Javier Vague underscore. Catch my guy Fern here at Woohoo. DZ008. Or I'm sorry, 0880. I apologize. You're drinking too much. <laughs> I told you, man. It's the whiskey hit now. Oh. Uh, but yeah, and then follow the podcast at Fourth and Go Podcast. If you have Apple, please subscribe, rate, review. And then, of course, just subscribe anywhere you find our podcast, Spotify, Google, whatever it is that you use for podcasts. And then, of course, check out uh, 49ersgoldmine.com. We will have some Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and some more Mac Jones content coming your way very, very soon. And then what is to come of Jimmy Garoppolo? There'll be some pieces out there about that as well. But until then, everyone enjoy the weekend. Let's celebrate this third overall pick. And uh, the future is bright for San Francisco. Until next week, everyone stay safe. Peace. Peace.